You're listening to the Jiu-Jitsu Lou podcast and I'm Lou Temlett. I'm guessing you're having a good day because either you've been on the mats, are considering getting on the mats or maybe even taking your child to train. I'm so happy you're here listening or watching this episode. Please don't tap out before the end. When you want to have fun and try to win competitions, start training jiu-jitsu. I have my guest today, Emily Isle. Um, hello, Emily. How are you? Hello. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Fantastic. Better known as the Jiu-Jitsu Goblin. Um, and I believe there's a story, Emily. Yeah. Um, so I kind of adopted it as a nickname myself, which is a sort of lame thing to do. But it's because whenever I used to post pictures of myself online, there was a boy who would send me DMs and say I looked like a goblin. But I think goblins are kind of like chaotic, fun and cute. So I was like, OK, I'll be a oh. goblin. I yeah. love it. <laughs> Thank you for um, explaining that, because I, I know there's a lot of your social content where you're talking about it, maybe crouching down on a podium with a medal. And I'm going, <laughs> why, why are you crouching on a podium with a medal? And then I have to understand that that's the goblin concept. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a concept, though, I think, for that particular picture. It's just because we were taking a while to take all the podium photos. So I just started <laughs> doing really silly poses while we were in transition because uh, they closed out the division so they had to do two photos like one with one girl in first and the other with the other girl in first because they closed it out so in transition I was just doing silly poses oh I love it yeah so Emily tell me a bit about your jiu-jitsu journey where you are now and uh, maybe a bit about kind of competing or trying to win competitions <laughs> Um, trying to win is really hard. Winning's hard. Everyone's really good. So I'm a brown belt under Pedro Vesa and I train in Bristol. I'm originally from Canada. So I started under Jeff Jocelyn, who is a black belt under Alliance in my hometown of Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And I've competed ever since I started. I think I started my first tournament like maybe a month and a half in. And I wow. lost. I lost to back points. <sighs> And it was it was really fun. I was like, this is the best thing ever. And I remember I got a default bronze. And I remember going on the because someone's like, you got a medal. I think it was my boyfriend at the time. And I was so excited because I never got a medal for anything in any sport. So I was really bad oh. sports growing up. And like, yeah, so that's why I can't get mad at anyone for getting excited over a default medal. Um, oh, I think you should be I... honest about it, obviously. But yeah. Yeah. And then from there, I was just like, I'm a kind of an all or nothing person, so I just kind of like went for it. <laughs> but good it's hard job. to win, especially especially at Brown Belt. Everyone's really good. Like yeah. the last person I fought, Laura, she's a world champion. She's so cool. She has a really cool oh, game. Oh yeah. nice. Um, you mentioned back points. Now I've got no idea what that means. I'm quite new to jujitsu. Okay. I'm kind of kind of a year in. So I want to kind of understand some of the the terms that you're saying if I'm if I don't understand them, then maybe there's someone else that doesn't get it either. So of back course. points. So uh, do you know what I mean when I say like a back take? Yes, like I do. My, my partner or my opponent takes my back. So if yes. they take my back, so in any tournament, if you get a like a certain position, um, like if you pass the guard, you take mount or even take the back, there's uh, other examples, you get points. So you have to hold that yep. position for three seconds and the referee will go, oh, where is it, four or two or whatever yep. it is. So she got the points, and so I lost five points in my first ever jujitsu uh, tournament. Oh, yeah. and it was, and and that was the only points that she managed to score against you. I think so, but this is like in 
at like some point in 2014. So it's a little funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah. you so you've been training for nearly ten years now. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just it. thinking um, the other day about you know like Smooth Comp and all those bracketing softwares. You can look at your bracket. And you know where you're at. Yeah. I remember when I started competing, they put the brackets like on paper on the wall, and you had to go up to the wall, find your bracket, find out what time it was roughly going to be on, and, wow. and what mat by looking at paper on the wall. So it's kind of amazing how even in less than 10 years, how quickly it became like so much easier. Yes, I, I know. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't ha- had the fortune or misfortune to be in the competition yet. Um, but uh, I know when I've been supporting, you know, my children or, you know, fellow teammates, actually, sometimes it'd be really handy if it was on a wall. <laughs> and I know yeah. they have the big screens, but. Uh, yeah, oh, I that's... think the. <laughs> The big screens and some of the tournaments are really helpful, but yeah, because some of the some of the venues there's no like internet, so it would be nice to have it on paper too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Competition organizers, let's let's go back and and do some you know fundamentals. <laughs> yeah. Or just okay, get, maybe wi- not. get Wi-Fi. Get Wi-Fi. Yes, Wi-Fi would be yeah. even better. Even better. So that sounds like uh, one heck of a journey, training a month and a half in as a white belt. Yeah. Yeah. I, do you know what? I, I, in my last couple of last episodes, I was talking about competitions and supporting teammates. And really my mission for this podcast is to encourage more women to tr- start training jiu-jitsu or maybe any other martial arts um, so that there are more competitors in the mix. Um, and of I know course. even kind of up the ranks you know, there are still challenges in finding competitors. I often see on people's stories where they're looking for a particular, you know, belt category and a a weight bracket and, you know, all around the UK. And um, I've not yet seen any around the world, but, um, you know, have gi, will travel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think there's Um, some good initiatives for it. Like I think Female Fight Collective, which um, I've forgotten everyone who runs it, but they often have like, not call outs, but like, someone needs a match for for this and that's UK based that's a pretty good one so um you train with Pedro Bessa and uh, are there quite a lot of women that train in your in your school um so for me my difficulty is I'm not a morning person so we have like a really lovely crowd of women but they all mostly train in the morning (laughs) so I'm trying to (laughs) trying to change my schedule a little bit so I can train in the morning a bit more with them um they're great shout out shout out to them (laughs) love it yeah I'm going trying to like go a bit more to other places other kind of like pro trainings like I'm going to one in London because there's more women there so yeah lighter people (laughs) yes it's it's finding the right category um I'm now kind of in the masters four and super heavy so I'm feeling like (laughs) Yeah, so there's, you know, I'm kind of struggling with with categories, um, and I was I was joking with a, a fellow jujitsu lady, and um, you know maybe I just need to change bout or lose you know thirty kilos or something. But then even then, I apparently there's still a challenge in terms of competitors. Yeah, we'll get there one I day. Think, I think one day because we you know time marches on, we're all getting older. <laughs> but yeah, I think masters four is it? I mean, I didn't think you were masters four at all just to throw that out there but um thank you I'll I, take I think that. even <laughs> the higher masters categories I know like a friend of mine Caro Hunter she was struggling she's she's a brown belt now but she's I think she's doing masters too and she was struggling yeah. to get opponents so 
Yeah. Okay. I think, especially especially in Europe. In America, it seems like a lot more women compete masters. Yes, I, I've connected with um, BJJ Betty, who started doing self-defense mm. when she was kind of in her late 50s. And she's kind of in her 60s now and master seven and black belt professor. Um, yeah. So I'm really number inspired. One. Yes. She's so exactly. cool. She's number one. Yeah. But um, OK, just to clear up. Um, if anyone's listening to this and they don't understand the concept of masters, I was having a chat with someone in the school playground the other day. Masters doesn't mean you're any better. It just means you're older. Yeah. <laughs> just to clear that yeah. one up. And the, like the, the categories are, yeah, the categories are every five years. Um, and you mm. can always compete at a younger age, but I couldn't compete at masters four. So, because I'm yes. not quite there yet. That's right. I, um, Emily, I'm going to, you know, you know, deny you the access rights to Masters 4 so I don't get completely beaten up. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> mean, a it's nice a different, different belt, different belt level. Uh, we can, we okay. can still train. We yeah, yeah. Train. Train, yeah. Training's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm being completely respectful, but um, yeah. yeah, there's there's still an element of fear. I'm getting over over those challenges of you know training and and worrying that I'm you know going to be choked out or armbarred and not be able to drive the kids home and things like that. But um, I'm you know it's it's all our responsibility, isn't it? So I think that's that's kind of part of the, yeah the thing as I well. I think I think getting used to training, getting used to tapping, and all the positions just takes time i think yeah. also like maybe it, this maybe not be like necessarily like female specific but i think like men can feel this too but i think taking up space i see it more with the female students but like the the male students some of them are also have this or maybe it just manifests differently but like that feeling of being able to take up space in the in the practice room or in the gym or the yeah. dojo or whatever you want to call it like Everyone, everyone can take up space in the room. Like just because I'm a brown belt and I've been training longer doesn't mean I deserve the space more than anyone else. Like deserve doesn't really come into it. But yeah, I think being able to take up space can give you that confidence as well. Yeah, I think that's um, you know that's kind of wise from from that perspective. Um, <laughs> as you're kind of offering out um, some tips, any tips for e anyone training, kind of a uh, you know any level some kind of overall advice or um, verbal coaching um, that might really help someone? I guess there's a couple of things I would think of. One of them is don't get bogged down in doing too many things at once. So a lot of the time I'm focusing on like one thing, an aspect of that thing. So right now I'm training, uh, there's a white belt. He's pretty cool. He's about my weight. So I train with him a lot because he's a uni student. He has loads of time. Or like oh, nice. loads of time. He was putting up, he's probably putting up a bit of coursework, but... So right now all I'm doing is focusing on pulling Delahiva and that's all I will do. I'll train that for like an hour. Yeah. And then nice. when I'm sparring, I'm just trying to get to that position. So like just doing one thing or, I mean, obviously there's lots of things and obviously Pedro is going to be teaching other stuff, but yeah, I try to make my focus one, like one or two things over. Like obviously if you've been only training a year, it's hard to say like over the period of a month or two, but yeah, you yeah. can say even a year or two. Like I was working on this guard pass for about two years things come and go though like I started to do stuff yeah. I was doing as a white belt and I'm doing it again now and I'm like oh this is great why did I start doing this <laughs> I think yeah. you know that that's also the worry that um competing um I was like well I'm a white belt what what do I know but I guess you know you cover fundamentals but then you just you know each rank uh, I'm assuming that you just you know learn more become more 
accomplished at a particular move. Okay, I was picked up the other day with regards to moves and positions. Do you call them moves or are they... I, I just want to mm. have, have that conversation because I'm a dancer by by kind of heritage. That's so cool. So for, for me, with the core balance and the position, so kind of having a low kind of combat base. I've done my fair share of army training in the past, but that's another story. Wow. But there's, you know, have, having the kind of dance foundation and core strength really helps balance. Um, so for me, it's always about moves. I anyway. think the way I would see it, though this might not be how everyone sees it, is like you have positions. And to me, like that's kind of like something where a set of moves can come from. Ah, yeah. So like, I, it's almost not like a hierarchy, I guess it's almost like a hierarchy. It probably is kind of a hierarchy to me. Whereas like it yeah. moves within positions. No, I like so, it. We're all right. Yeah. We're all, we're all correct. I like that. So I think, you're- I, th- I think, yeah, with physical stuff or any, any understanding anything, but like physical things, particularly like people have different ways of perceiving and seeing the world, which sounds really traumatic, yeah. but like, they're going to maybe see that differently, but there's understanding or execution of those things is still going to be like, just as good, just different. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. It's for, for me, I'm just trying to gain, you know, blocks of information, building my knowledge. And very much this podcast is about my learning as much as anybody else's. Um, so I kind of get that, you know, maybe you're in guard position, you know, someone in your guard, and then there are different moves that you can then do on that. I get it. I, when yeah. you said kind of that pyramid structure, I'm going, oh, I like, can design that and I can draw it. <laughs> like a web, like a, like almost like yeah. a web, a 3D kind of web. Because like you can I'm, go in so many different directions. Because it's not just you deciding what happens. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go away and do a little infographic tonight. I think. <laughs> Yay! Positions, moves, techniques. I think techniques and moves. I would say are the same thing. Yeah. In my in my estimation. Yes, yeah. and then and then half the time when I'm you know doing different moves, there'll be one little part of that kind of sequence that I've not quite remembered and you know if you put your foot somewhere or your arm not quite in the right place then you're gonna allow the arm bar kind of thing in yeah um so for me it's kind of tight and low (laughs) yeah Yeah. I think it's okay to like not remember every detail I think you kind of it builds up over time like it accumulates and then like when I'm teaching stuff I try to show as many details as possible or like try to emphasize like the critical detail that makes it work. And then there's yes. other details that just make it easier or work better. But there's always just like one or two that make it work, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So, so this is the Jiu-Jitsu Lou podcast and I'm Lou Temlet coming to you from the UK. When you're ready to pick up a Jiu-Jitsu Lou patch, head over to jujitsulu.com forward slash shop. Today, I'm having a little chat with Emily Isles about everything jiu-jitsu and competitions. So, um, Emily, you've taken part in a number of competitions since your very a early lot. days. A yeah, lot. A lot. Have, you, have you got a count? How many competitions you've actually taken part in? I think I looked at my IBJJF account the other day and I've done maybe 40-something. And I don't even want to think about how much money that represents. <laughs> And then I've yes. done a bunch of local ones and a bunch of AJPs and grappling industries. So maybe a hundred or more. I don't know. Wow. Like I was doing before COVID, I was doing like 15 to 20 a year. And then I did 18 last year, maybe. Or Wow. So I did I did a lot. I've done a lot of tournaments. I love it. I love it. 
Uh, and yeah. is that just wanting to compete and be in that space? Or, yeah, what, yeah what's I, the drive? I just, I just really like it. I don't know. I want to win. and I'm not great at winning yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm a great slow mindset. starter, slow starter, slow starter. But, uh, yeah, I just, I really enjoy it. I enjoy the atmosphere. I enjoy, like, stepping onto the mat. It just feels like stepping into a different world almost i don't know if that makes sense but yeah i i imagine what it might be like and i can kind of feel the nerves do you still get nervous when you step on the mats to compete i think like i get that like i don't feel nervous or anxious like i don't struggle to like do stuff a lot of the time if i decide i'm doing it it's happening yeah not, not winning obviously stuff <laughs> <laughs> so your opponent is usually really good but like I guess you get that kind of like increased heart rate, kind of that sort of anxiety because you're gonna you're gonna fight someone. <laughs> um, yes. I don't know why I had to whisper that. Sorry, sound person. Um, <laughs> you're gonna fight someone, so like you do have that kind of nerves, but I don't feel nervous about like going and doing jujitsu or like the actual yeah. competing part. I think it's just a natural like body thing, and I think you have to kind of and so trying to push that sort of feeling away, you kind of have to accept it, kind of like go through it and then just like you know fight <laughs> yeah like I think if you, you try to like push push it down or to get rid of it like you're just gonna feel more anxious yeah do you have a, a routine when I've gone to competitions and supported teammates some of them are in the zone and speak to no one and have no you know complete tunnel vision some of them are kind of quite chilled and you know some are feeling quite quiet you know do you is there a, a kind of routine that you have I'm pretty chilled until I'm not chilled. <laughs> and then I go to the bullpen and then I like jump a bunch and then hit myself in the face, which is really tragic because I was hoping everyone has like a thing, right? And I was, I'm a really chill person. I mean, I can be really competitive as well, but like I'm really, really silly and chill. And then I'm like, I think my thing's just going to be like, you know, like listening to music or like just chilling out. And no, my thing is like jumping up and down and slapping myself in the face. And I was like, darn. I'm that person because <laughs> like when you do it you like you're like you get into it and then like if you win like it's fine but like you're a bit intense and if you lose you just look like <laughs> kind of <laughs> okay you, know, you just look a bit you look a bit ridiculous you're like uh, 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 you just lose. <laughs> but I guess I guess Tragic. no one's really watching you necessarily in the bullpen no. before you no everyone kind of is doing their own slightly mental thing and that's yeah. totally cool and I think that's what's fun about jiu-jitsu is everyone approaches it a bit different but yeah I do wish I wasn't the space slap person because it's just so <laughs> <laughs> like it's, at the time it's great at the time it's just like you think about it, you're like yeah. Oh, gosh. Isn't this whole thing actually not to think at all? You just have to do it and and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like if I do it, I feel more focused. Yeah. But yeah, I only started doing it maybe this year. Did, I, didn't did do you, it. I think I started doing it at Worlds. I don't even know why this Worlds, I just decided I was going to hit myself in the face and it just really, really did, did it for me. Yeah. Oh. That, that's pretty cool. So where was Worlds? Because that was this, this year, um, 2023. And uh, yeah. I do know that you have a medal. I do. I, I brought I brought something to show you guys. Um, Love it. So I have a Worlds, med a Worlds medal with me. This is a official Amazing. World Jiu-Jitsu medal. Um, wow. To disappoint everybody, I didn't win my match. Um, what happened was I did a weight class. I, I was really pretty well seated. So I was into the quarterfinals from the beginning because it's not a huge category. And then the girl just didn't show up. And it happens every world for me. The first person never comes. So I have to wait 
forever for them to just decide they're not coming and disqualify them. Oh, um, wow. So, and then I got mauled by this enormous woman who's so, she's so nice. She's really nice, but she did maul me a little bit. Cause like, I tried to get up and she was just like, absolutely not. It was really fun. Every year the Gi Worlds happens in Long Beach, California in the pyramid, which is this blue glass pyramid. And it's an American university sports thing, but it's like, cause wow. university sports in America is super intense. It's just this enormous pyramid shaped thing. And then the seats all go down into the center where the mats are. It's like a wow. super cool atmosphere. It's incredible. Goodness. That's why I like doing the world's this stuff. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. And um are you are you lining up to uh, compete at the worlds next year? Is yeah, that that's in, my in the plan. bag already? Yeah, I was um, gonna do the world's no gi, but I decided I actually just wanna focus on my goals in the gi. Yeah. So I'm not really unless unless I have an opportunity to that it's easy to do it, I won't really be competing no gi for the next like yeah. six months, eight months. Nice. I like that. And will you um, kind of connect with a lot of the other kind of jujitsu people? Are you meeting up with friends and, and kind of fellow teammates out there? Um, I'll go to San Diego where I have a lot of friends and yeah, I've got a place to stay there so I can train with basically who I call, <laughs> I call him Pedro's Pedro. His name is Eduardo <laughs> Tellez. He's like one of my jujitsu dads. My other jujitsu dad is obviously Pedro and yeah Eduardo's amazing um he has a really cool game he's like famous for having like really weird jiu-jitsu he's also yeah. like probably I don't I don't want to like oversell it but I think he's probably one of the nicest people in jiu-jitsu like I've never heard or seen anyone say anything bad about him he's great he's always done really nice things for me so he looks, he looks he looks after me when I'm there that's why I said he's like kind of like my, my oh, love it dad. love it yeah um, so what time of the year um, does the, the World Gi competition happen? Yeah, so the, the IBJJF Worlds, which is like the famous one, like the biggest, most prestigious Gi tournament happens uh, like end of May, early June. So it, sometimes it'll start, depending on like how the calendar that might start on like the 31st of May and yeah. then or the 1st of June, like it runs through that week, basically. There is like nice. the Abu Dhabi, like the AJP Worlds, yeah. like the World Pro, which is happening right now. Mm. so the the black belts will and brown belts will fight this weekend this next week or is it next weekend i think it might be next weekend yeah it's like it's a really long one because it has like kids and then white belts and blue belts and juveniles so yeah and that's in abu dhabi but it's i would say it's like a good tournament and the level's really high but it's less like when i would rather win the one in california i'm sorry but it's still (laughs) a really it's it's a really tough tournament (laughs) like it's a really like good achievement i just think it's yeah. just the classic, you know. The IBJJF world is the classic. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Right. I'm going to have to put that on my bucket list now um, for some yeah. point before, whenever. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, even, I need even to think go about to watch. that one. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully coincides with the, the children's half term. So it's possible. It's possible. It might do. It might do. And California is amazing. Like, it's yes. so cool. I'm, I'm sure I've got friends that uh, will be listening that may be, you know, residing in California. Um, we might be yeah. able to just go and visit. So, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, Emily, you've given us a couple of tips for training jiu-jitsu or, you know, competing. Do you have, I will recall them at some point, do you have any other uh, advice for people wanting to train jiu-jitsu, maybe haven't ever experienced jiu-jitsu before, or those that have been in the game a long time? Okay, so I guess for new people, I'd say try out like more than one place. Like if you don't like 
feel the vibe when you first go there it might be like that place just isn't for you it doesn't mean it's like a bad place it's just like different different strokes for different folks yep that's my advice for new people and like just kind of keep at it like it's hard to begin with sometimes because you don't know anything but you'll get you'll get there faster than you think yeah for more experienced people i'd say don't stress out too much it's not that deep it's just fun like yeah you know at the end of the day we're all you know people on a little rock flying through space so like you know yes exactly the life's, perspective life's, <laughs> like life's really short so you know try to do the stuff that you want to do and don't stress about things Absolutely. That's, i wish i stressed less when i was competing like at blue and yeah. purple belt and now i'm just like i just yeah do things for yourself and no and kind of try to make a plan for what you want to do which is what nice. i've done like this last year and i felt so much better oh that's really nice thank you for those tips i really appreciate that and thank you for your time now uh, i know of we've course. kind of been trying to kind of set this up please feel free to keep in touch i know we will i'll be following your journey and um yeah i'm still you know training open mat on a sunday and couple of times during the week and obviously the kids are are still training and enjoying it and for us it's about having fun as a family and then you know when we get in discussions at home they go well I know jiu-jitsu and then I go I know (laughs) jiu-jitsu too (laughs) yeah I think that's what's really great about jiu-jitsu like I think people say it's for everyone and I think that's kind of true but I would say it's more like it's for anyone. So like not everyone's gonna like it but anyone can enjoy jiu-jitsu and that's why I think it's such a good sport and also just to say one last thing for everyone, if everyone wants to come train in Bristol with us, we're at Sweatbox Gym. So everyone's welcome to come. Doesn't matter what team you're with. Doesn't matter if you have a Gracie Boggy, a Hodge Gracie Gee, like a purple Gee, a pinky, green, like whatever. As long as it's clean, come on down. You can oh, train with us. Like everyone's fantastic. welcome to come visit. Yeah. Thank you so much, Emily. I will put all of this information in the show notes so you won't miss a thing. Anyway, thank you, Emily. Um, Thank you. um, Catch you again soon. Yeah, thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do tell your friends about this show. And I'd really appreciate you to subscribe on whichever platform you listen on or watch. And why not leave a review? Thanks again for listening. Catch you on the next episode of Jiu-Jitsu Loop Podcast.